Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Show doing an interview with a Facebook friend of mine. Actually, he's a Facebook friend, Jack Elfbury on the Boss Man Show. FDU nights up there out of NEC. What's up, Jack? How you doing, man? I appreciate you having me on, Boss Man. This is uh, this is pretty awesome. Uh, everything's going good over here. We got no complaints. I hear that. Man, ask you, man. Uh, tell me about uh, you know taking over, being the head coach now, man. Making decisions, moving over there, moving that one seat over. Man, tell me how's it been for you, man, and how fun is it too. Well, now it's easy, man. I have, we haven't lost a game. Nobody's had playing time taken away. Uh, I haven't really faced any true adversity yet with that stuff. So I don't really know what I don't know, you know? Uh, but so far it's been good. It's stuff you always dream about. And you, you know, a lot of this is, is right place, right time. And I was lucky enough to get this opportunity. And we're just going to try to make the most of it. Now, let me ask you this. You know, my dad's a coach, and he I see him with players, you know, going to their weddings, baby showers, events, and them opening businesses. So for you, 
Talk about your wife beginning the coaching and what point did you want to get in this business and help young men? Yeah, I mean, that really is what it's all about. You know, the relationship piece of this is, I think, what drives a lot of us. I mean, obviously, we're all pretty competitive people and and love being a part of a team. Uh, I was lucky enough. I was exposed to college basketball at a very young age. My father was a uh, sportscaster in the Hampton Roads area, did some national stuff. And so I got to go see a lot of a, a lot of cool things that, that other kids didn't really get to go see. And maybe the coolest experience I had was, was my father was the radio guy for Old Dominion basketball for about 20 years. So I had pretty, you know, intimate access to to what it was like to be a part of a college basketball program because Coach Capel, who uh, was the head coach at the time, the father of uh, Jeff and Jason Capel, that head coach and assistant at Pitt, uh, he let me be on the road in the team bus. Uh, I'd go on trips with them when they go away. Uh, went to Puerto Rico with them, and so I just got to see the day to day interaction of what a coach's life was like with his players at this level. And I always felt like he was doing more than just coaching basketball. I felt like he was having a genuine impact. And from the time I was 12 years old, I knew this is what I wanted to be doing and uh, had been lucky enough to live it out. Man, what you 100%, man, I'll tell you what, my dad disappointed I didn't go into coaching, but I know I'm too competitive to be in coaching. <laughs> I, I know I would probably go over the line <laughs> if I was a coach. So you, you I, can I say some things 30 years ago you can't do now, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I get fired up. I say the wrong things, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have lasted. You'd have been. You'd have been fine thirty years ago. Now it wouldn't work. But, uh, yeah. but no. And then, you know, and that's and that's that's part of us growing with the times. You know, like uh, maybe there, there's probably better ways to do this than what we've done in the past. Um, and so I think having relationships with your players now is even a bigger part of this thing than maybe it has been before. I think the good guys were always doing it, um, but you know, being able to coach a guy to get the most out of them probably doesn't happen unless you, unless that person knows you genuinely care about it, you know, at a, at a deep level. And so I think the building relationship piece of this thing is, is really the foundation of everything else that you do. And you're right about that because relationships I have now, you was at UT Mar, Dallas, Tennessee State still. So she probably scouted me back at UT Mar because it yep. overlapped when I was at Tennessee State. So it was like, you know, for me, I feel like Coach Cy, Will Jones, all those guys, Darren Tillis, and Jay, all those guys on the staff, I still with those guys because of all the what they poured into me. Now, I still call Will Jones my GA because he was a GA at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were my GA, Will Jones. That's what I get on the phone. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. you said, listen to those guys, I still have them to this day. You know, and that's why it's so important that when, when you point into a guy, um, so a guy I know you can't, those guys still care. I can call Coach out of day. Though he's an all corn state, he'll answer the phone. So, yeah, like, like you said, relationships are so important in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing, I mean, listen, winning and losing is the business side of this thing, and it's it's what you want to do. And and we're all trying, we're all here, you know, brought together because we're trying to win basketball games. But at the end of the day, you know, it's the relationship piece that that makes this whole thing work, and it makes it worthwhile, and it makes it be something that you really want to be a part of for a long time. No me ask you, I'm curious. How was life for you at BMI? Challenging. <laughs> Challenging. Uh, you know, I never saw myself going to a military school as a student. Uh, didn't cross my mind in any way, shape, or form. Funnily enough, I actually made it. My father had called a game at Virginia Tech and uh, where he'd gone to school, and we were driving back to Virginia Beach where I lived. 
and uh, where we lived. And he had pulled up on campus when I was going to my senior high school at VMI and pulled up in front of barracks and said, you know, hey, this would be a great place for you to, for you, great place for you to play college basketball. And I laughed at him. And I said, there's, there's no chance I'm going to a military school. I said, that'll never happen. And, you know, he kind of said, okay, whatever. And, and went, you know, we drove on down to Virginia Beach. And nine months later, there I was wearing a uniform and marching in formation and, and doing all the rifle manual and all that stuff. So, you know, first of all, you're 18 years old. You don't, you're, you're kind of an idiot. You don't really know what you don't, you know, you think you know everything, but you don't. Um, and I ended up in the right spot for me. Uh, I think uh, it forced me to grow up a lot, a lot quicker than probably I was ready to. Um, if you look at my desk today, it's like, everything's at a right angle. There's a little bit of OCD. That's probably, you know, from, uh, from having to have a room be spick and span. Uh, but it was a great experience for me. It's, it's certainly not something I think works for everybody. Uh, but for the right guys, it can be a life-changing experience. No, nah, we, we, we're the same way, Jack. Trust me. My, my office outside the studio, man, is the same way. Hey, I hear everything. I hear everything has a spot in a place. Don't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. We we the same the same exact way in that regard, man. And let me ask you, so for you ever listen to the interview uh who's from Atlanta or beyond in my affiliates, what what are the colors of your program and what kind of young men do you want to recruit to FDU to be a part of what you guys are building up? Well, we've been talking a lot about about five things. Competitiveness above anything else is is a core for us. Uh shared shared sacrifice, collective responsibility. Uh we talk about pride a lot. And there's there's core values that, that are important to us. That we you kind of hey, how does this fit into everything that we do, you know? Uh, but we want guys who are incredibly driven, who want to be great basketball players. We want to recruit guys who want to be pros because I think when you get to this level, it gets really hard, you know. And when you you got to love the game, you got to have a purpose beyond like, hey, I've achieved I've achieved my goal of getting to Division One basketball. Now I'm settling in, you know. We want guys that, that want to be pros because I think at the end of the day, there's probably 15 plays throughout a throughout a game where you need a guy who can just go make a play, right? It's, the scheme is great and it all matters, but at the end of the day, players make plays and that's how you win basketball games. Um, but we also want to bring in high character people. I mean, we had an incredible run last year and Coach Anderson and the rest of the guys, we, we did a really good job of getting the right people in here. And so that was helpful when you're handling adversity, right? It's the character of these individuals that makes up how resilient you're going to be. And you certainly work on stuff and you practice in a manner that, that you know, builds that resilience. But at the end of the day, it's okay. Are there, are there high character people in this room? And so we've recruited high character people. There's not one, you know, knucklehead in the group. It's all guys that, that you'd love to have around your family that you're proud to introduce out in public and saying this is part of FDU basketball. And so as much as we're worried about basketball, we're worried about the, the, the character of the person and, and their drive in the classroom as well. And Jack, what's good about your university is you're 20 minutes from New York, from New York City, Manhattan. So yep. internship wise, networking wise, that degree you have, opportunities that you have after you play professionally, hopefully in Europe or Asia or Australia, you come back, you use that degree you have from FDU, and then go across the way, you know, maybe the financial sector, tech sector. New York has everything you want. Agent could be a sports agent. It's all there for you to, to grow and use use this degree the right way. Yeah, we, we think it's a, a unique opportunity here because, you know, we're, you said, 20, 25 minutes outside the city. It's kind of a quiet area, neighborhood vibe to it. But you're right down the road from, you know, maybe the most powerful city in the world, you know. And so those internship opportunities are there. The alumni network is there. 
and they want to help. I mean, our career service people here do an unbelievable job. At the end of the day, college is just, an end, a means to an end, right? Like, how do we get you the job you want? And for our guys who want to go play professional basketball, okay, when you're done playing ball, how do we help you get the job you want? How do you position yourself over your four years here to be ready for that whenever the ball does stop bouncing, right, which inevitably it does for everybody. So, you know, we we have our guys doing internships in the summer, uh, and there's a lot of people who want to help out. So it's an opportunity for you to go get the not just the education, but the real work experience, uh, build your network, and be ready for life after basketball. And, Jack, let me ask you this, man. Uh, for your guys, man, as you try to build this roster out, build this program out, have you seen with the COVID year still kind of players still in the mix and, you know, the power fives wanting known commodities, are you getting better Juco with high school guys who can bring into your program that's, that fits the culture and that can help you all now based, because the eyes are a little, it's a little older in certain areas, they want certain things? Yeah, I certainly think that that people who have committed to recruiting high school kids are seeing that, guys that are maybe a little more ready. Um, you know, we're certainly excited about a few guys that we have this year. Uh, and, and we want to build our culture around four-year guys. You know, we will bring in a Juco. When we're going to recruit everything, we'll recruit transfers, we'll recruit junior college. But we'd like to have the foundation be through four-year guys to help you build the culture and everything. And so, you know, we may, if there's a massive void one year, we may fill in here or there. But the idea is, like, bring guys who want to be a part of this thing for a long time. And tell me about your workout this summer. Um, who are some guys who really improved this summer over, over you guys' workouts? Well, I think across the board, the guys got significantly better. Um, some of the young guys came in and were able to, to, you know, adapt a little bit quicker than others. But the summer can kind of be a liar to you a little bit. I mean, I've watched guys in the past come into the summer and, and crush it. And then when it really got hard in the fall, it wasn't the same experience. You know, and guys who just look like, man, are they ever going to find the floor? And then it clicks for them in November. And all of a sudden, this guy's a pretty good contributor right away. You know, um, a lot of our returners made huge strides. I mean, Cam Tweedy is a different person than he was last year. Uh, we're really excited about Devontae Jamison, our transfer in uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas, who's played in the exact same system that's played for Tobin and, and Matt Capel uh, in the exact same system that we're running here. So even though he's a transfer, he's a kid who knows the ins and outs of our program because it's not vastly different from anything else he's already seen. You know, um, Joel Emanuel has done an incredible job. I mean, obviously, Ansley Almanor is going to be a beast for us. He had a, the most improved player in the league last year, and his work ethic has continued to carry him through here. I think he's going to make big strides this year. Uh, you know, Sean Moore, great player for us. And and you got uh, Joe uh, Munden was out injured all summer, but he'll be back in time for the start of practice. So we'll let's see what he looks like when it's all said and done. But I'm sure I'm missing a couple of guys here. But, you know, when you come off of a year like we just had, it's exciting for everybody, right? Like they want to get in the gym. They want to work harder. There's no reason not to. And, you know, we lost two great players uh, in Dimitri Robert and Dimitri Robertson, Grant Singleton. And so I think even though we bring a lot of guys back, there's also this unique challenge for these guys. We're like, well, we all kind of have a little bit different role here, you know? So, you know, where we could have relied on those two guys last year, we have new guys we have to rely on this year. So I think that just encourages guys to keep working and be in the gym and be ready to go when they're, when their number's called. In the style of play you all play, you you play at least nine guys, maybe ten. Yeah. So, so you gotta stay ready. You put in the work, and you get numbers on going to get to get called for foul trouble, or whatever. So, I feel like with the way you you guys play, everybody on the roster stays stays alive for a say. They're not like I'm, I'm. I'm never gonna see the court anyway. Everybody still has a sense to work hard and be ready. Yeah, I mean, between I mean, you know how college basketball season goes between injuries or whatever happens, where a guy misses a game here or there. And, 
And when you're 10 deep already that you're playing your rotation, I mean, you're absolutely right. Every single person has to be ready. You never really know what's going to happen or when you might get called upon. And, you know, we're a next man up kind of program. Uh, there's no excuse. Hey, we do what we do. Uh, let's go in here and you fill the void that you need to fill for the night and let's make this happen. So we really do expect everybody to be ready. Now, for you, what you all was run last year, how was nine Carver trying to schedule these games, man? I know that's the hardest thing you all do to recruiting schedule games. So how hard was it with guys not wanting to play you guys because of style of play and the run you all made? Yeah, it wasn't quite as easy as it, as it was the year before when we were coming off four wins, that's for sure. Um, I still think we are able to put together a pretty good schedule. It, it took a little bit longer this year, and I'm sure there were, were more people shooting us down than there were in years past. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a new coach, so I think some people were sitting there going, hey, this this new guy, we'll find out if he knows what he's doing. Uh, and it's so hard to schedule these days anyways because you don't know what the other team has when you're looking at non-conference scheduling. I mean, you, these guys are still getting transfers in now. You know, and and yet you're still trying to put together a, a schedule. Now ours is pretty much done, just waiting on you know signing a couple of contracts, and we'll be good to go. But um, it was different. But I still think we have a, a a great schedule where it allows us to to challenge ourselves early to be ready for an EC play. And I feel like you know the, the, the NEC is open because Bryant's gone now. You know, I feel like it's open to you all to rise up and get it, man. Like you all did. So I feel like. NEC is open right now. You all keep it going, man. You have opportunity to really build some special up there and keep it going, man, because they, they were winning a lot before, you, before you know, you all got there. And now you're yeah. there. You, the system keeps going. I feel like, man, opportunity for you guys is, is right there for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I certainly hope so. I mean, there's there's really good teams in our league. You know, um, you know, Merrimack's obviously kind of cemented themselves as being a contender every year. And then Saint, uh, Sacred Heart brings a lot back this year. And, I mean, there's, it is wide open. You don't know what, you know, you don't even really know what entire roster going to look like yet until you get actually in, into the season a little bit. So who knows what's going to look like, but we feel good about what we have. And, you know, FDU's historically won here. I mean, we've been to, I think three of the last six NCAA tournaments at the end of the day. Um, uh, excuse me, three of the last, yes, yeah, so three of the last six NCAA tournaments. So, you know, we definitely had a huge turnaround last year, but it wasn't like it was some, you know, you know, lightning bolt that struck and it's never happened before. And we can, we can make this a, a regular thing for us where we continue to compete at a high level in this league. Well, that's one for you, Jack, man. So when you're not coaching your butt off, man, and, and doing your thing, man, uh, what, what are you doing in your free time, man, to kind of get decompress from, from ball a little bit, man? Uh, I got two little girls, man. I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. There's, there's not a whole lot of downtime. It's just hanging out with them and, you know, watching some TV on the couch with the wife before you hit bed. That's about it. So uh, it's pretty, pretty lame. The office and then back to the house. And that's about it for me right now. Uh, man, I hear that, man. I got one more for you. I got to ask you about the OBC real quick. Tell me your fondest memory of your time in OBC when you was over at Martin over there, man. Ironically enough, it might have been in Tennessee State. Uh, we had a player uh, by the name of Lester Hudson. Who yes, I remember Lester Hudson. He has torched us. <laughs> he was an absolute stud and uh we were over there at tennessee state and i don't think we were playing exceptionally well in the first half i was only there one year right and uh a lot of the students started chirping at lester and we were on the bench going like that's ah, probably not the guy you want to chirp at and i don't remember exactly what he finished with that night but he went off and we won at tennessee state and it was it was a cool experience and it, i mean he was such an incredible player man we he i think he's the first player to ever record a quadruple double in ncaa basketball history and it was literally just there was like five minutes left in a game 
And I remember Coach Campbell turning to him in, in live action, like we're pressing. He's picking the ball four court, and he goes, Lester, you need two steals. Like, get two steals. And like it's that easy, Lester just gets two steals, and next thing you know, he's got a quadruple-double. So it, that kid was just an insane talent. Uh, it was a great experience for me because I was a GA, um, but at the time, the way the school was resourced, the GA was the third assistant. So I was right out of college uh, and got to be on the road recruiting, doing scouting reports, on the court coaching. And so it forced you to grow up really fast, and it was a, it was a great learning experience for me. Yeah, I remember that night in in Gentry. Yeah, we was we thought we was had a chance, and then you know he went off on us. And we it was a it was a Thursday night game too. So I was Thursday Saturday. It was the Thursday, yep. then Saturday, Friday. We couldn't practice anyway. He couldn't go crazy. We couldn't. He couldn't run us crazily. But we got cursed out the next day. Yeah, yeah I bet. I bet. Now Lester Lester was a problem, man. I mean, he's had a great career overseas. He spent a long time in China, where he's absolutely crushed it um he was he was a special talent I don't think I've ever been around anybody like him since that was my first year of coaching and I have not been around anybody that could score it like him uh and just had he had a beautiful jumper man like he just his shoulders would get square every single time no matter which way he was like he could turn to always it was a he was incredible man incredible yes and having deal with him I was like yeah he just taught us again hey he gave us him and Kenneth Fareed Gave us headaches when they was in the league. Morehead State was so good, man. I Kenneth Free was that kid. He was a freshman that year, and we would just go play them. Like, how? What in the world is this kid doing at Morehead State? Like, what is he doing here? And mm-hmm. Long ends up being in the NBA for quite a while. He was a special talent too. Yeah, they came in Gentry, blew us out. <laughs> and, got, and, and and yeah, they came in Gentry, blew us out on senior night. We lost them at our place because of a, a messed up ball screen coverage in the final seconds. I still remember exactly who it was and how it happened. I'm not going to put anybody blast on blast out here, but uh, that wound still is is there 16 years later. Yes. Hey, same, remember that same year we, we played, I think it was the year, maybe the 08 year, we played Austin P in the championship game in Blue League. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so, like, but you no, know, no, Bell Day was four and four days, was tired. Uh-huh. Had no yeah. legs left. <laughs> that's, a, that's the advantage of, of finishing the top half of the league. You get the you get the buy. Yep. You know, that's what it's yep. supposed to be about. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, Dave Lewis guy's good at that that day. He got us good. Yeah, anyway, he's a heck of a coach, man. That's for sure. No doubt, man. Jack, it was fun to talk to you, man. Get your number offline here, say in contact with you, my brother. And I, man, I'm, I'm be cheering for you. Like I said, I love what you do with FDU, you guys, man. So I mean, I mean your quarter, I mean your quarter, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. I really do. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or... Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. 
Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared, the boss man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the king out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host JR Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.